like I said earlier, I don't know if it was being recorded. It wasn't because my microphone was not plugged in because he likes to silence female voices more than he likes anything. But Bob has never been young or fun. I, I was both of those uh, things. They can relate. It doesn't resonate with Bob. Cast Iron Brains, the flagship podcast of the BrainIron.com multinational media empire. My name is Bob, sitting about 437 miles across the way from my good friend and co-host. That's Abe. How you doing tonight, Abe? Doing well, Bob. Yeah, here we are. Lori's here too. How you doing tonight, Lori? I need to interrupt the proceedings here just for a moment to say that uh, I failed to plug Lori's microphone in until about 20 minutes into this conversation, at which point she will begin coming through loud and clear. Obviously, uh, a long history of silencing female voices on this podcast, uh, something that I followed through with quite literally at the beginning of this episode, for which I apologize to, uh, to you, our dear audience, and of course also to uh, Lori, who of all of the days to have not had her microphone plugged in from the start, this episode is 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 one that, you know, probably should have double-checked the setup. Uh, but that's just what we have to deal with here. Lori's voice will return uh, in all of its splendor in about 20 minutes or so. Lori's just fine. Tonight is Monday, December the 4th, 2023. Uh, one day removed from Abe's birthday. Happy, Happy birthday, Abe. Birthday, Thanks. Abe. We're now into December. Three deaths last week, but not the, not the big one. So somebody survived into December. Jimmy Carter lives, and Abe's uh, most recent bold prediction uh, <laughs> goes by the wayside once again. We are two days removed from the SEC championship game. Boo. A largely unpleasant experience. I'm going to let... I'm going to let an individual uh, on uh, TikTok, which I discovered through the Twitter app, express some feelings for us. To all you Alabama fans, go fuck yourself. Okay? <laughs> go fuck yourself. God damn. We had to look to them sons of bitches. The goddamn fighting dumbos. We looking like the goddamn Falcons at the goddamn Georgia Dome when we play at the SEC. God damn! Why we got to play now? Why can't move the goddamn SEC game to the goddamn Old Brave Stadium in Atlanta? Cause we can't win shit at the goddamn Georgia Dome. God damn! Out of all the goddamn people, we had to lose to the goddamn fighting dumbos of Birmingham, Alabama. Yes, I said it. <laughs> God damn it. I'll uh, make sure there's a link in the show note to the yeah. video portion of that because it's way, uh, part, of the, part of the pleasure is uh, watching him perform that. Literally every TikTok ends that way to that little... With the sound effect, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, no other social media does that, right? You don't just like, ooh, it's X or whatever. Or like, 
Instagram. I don't think that they that all the TikToks get the. Uh, maybe it only gets that sound effect when it's off app though, because I don't know. I don't watch it. Yeah. I don't watch yeah, them I guess on that's true, app. Yeah. So my only experience. Right, because you just scroll up to the next one, or you move on to the next one. The the the, the TikToker makes uh, some good points. Uh, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I haven't been in the Georgia Dome in a while, but like I was listening to the close uh, enough, Abe. It's the Georgia Dome. It's it's in the Georgia Dome. It's in the Georgia Dome parking lot. It's Abe with the quick I, fact check on the TikToker. I was uh, listening to the, uh, the the morning press from Friday on you know after the fact on Monday today. Abe, the morning press. What's that? Oh, it's this thing that's uh, on the feed of this uh, podcast here. It's a nice 10, 11 minutes sometimes uh, daily. It's pretty nice. I recommend it. His vo- I guess you don't live with him. Right. Yeah. Have <laughs> There's a pause button on this one, too. It's much better. It's a much better relationship with Bob. <laughs> How dare through you? The app. <laughs> but you had mentioned I'll bet, also- I'll bet you get far more points in responding to me uh, with the pause button handy than you do when we're actually talking. But like I forgot that Georgia hasn't beaten Alabama in the SEC title game uh, during the stretch. Like and, for what and it's worth, no one has stretch fucking ever. No yeah. one has ever beaten Alabama in the SEC title game. They've never lost an SEC title game. It's very frustrating. Not even like LSU in some years. They haven't. No, they've never. They, they don't play in the. They wouldn't play. LSU. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the SEC now, West. Now okay. Everything's changing. You're okay. right. Wow. Okay. So like. Okay, so the three titles would be the icing on the cake, but like Georgia's already gotten the cake. I'm happy with where we are with the titles. It's not that. It's just losing to this particular team is what sucks. Like if it was like some other team, it would be like, well, that sucks. You can't win them all and move on. But like it is like – They play – I don't know. I I mean I know Alabama is a good team. Georgia is a good team. You know – three-point game at the end. It's because because there's something fundamentally still unfinished about the fact that we lost the SEC title to them in 2021 and then beat them a month later. That still feels fundamentally unfair to me. Like it, 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 I cannot, I cannot get past the fact that we lost in the SEC title game to them in 2021. And then, yeah, it was great. We came back, we won. I never expected it to happen the way that it happened. Uh, Nobody did. And it was miraculous and wonderful, but it still felt cheap. Right. Right. And, and that's, that's even setting aside like, oh, their best receivers were hurt. And so, uh, you know, of course, if our best players were on the field, you never would have beat us. Like, I don't care about that shit. Uh, it, that doesn't matter to me at all. But what does matter to me is that there was a lack of finality to that. It felt like uh, it, what it felt like is when you have a, a, a boxing match and the first match is uh, goes to one guy and the second match goes to the other guy. Uh, then you need to ha- what, Lori? You were acting like the narrative didn't matter. The narrative no, doesn't matter. No, no, no. It's all that matters. The narrative. In terms of, like, oh, this is the Nick Saban story all along. Like, no. Uh, nonsense. Uh, the narrative. You're saying it, it felt unfinished. Yes. It felt cheap. That's not, that's because of the story. Yes, I'm saying, I. but what I'm saying is that you seem to suggest that somehow the story has an impact on the real world, and uh, my entire thing is that it works in exactly the opposite way, right? Yeah, is that. 
<laughs> right, but you, <laughs> you're suggesting a reverse causal link there where none actually exists. Whereas what I'm saying is that that thing that felt unfulfilling about 2021, if anything did, is that there felt I felt a fundamental injustice in the fact that we were even really involved in the playoff after having lost the SEC championship in the first place. So it just felt slightly wrong, and it felt like I could have closed the door on that particular field by kicking Alabama's ass on Saturday night. And uh, I was confident that that was what was going to happen. Uh, Foolishly so, obviously. Uh, I felt going in for whatever reason, and I don't always feel super confident about Georgia games, certainly not ones against Alabama, but based on everything that I'd seen this year and the way that we had played, uh, the way that we sort of whipped ourselves into shape and what I knew about Alabama and the fact that they had just barely survived against Auburn the week before and that they are not the team that they have been in years past, at, I was just confident that our offense would show up and be the same offense that it's been for 90% of the season, and it just didn't happen. If if Mike Bobo ever runs another delayed draw handoff up the middle, uh, it will be too soon, especially against uh, a front seven of this Alabama defense where that's their whole strength, right? right. Like the, the entire strength of this team is their two beastly offensive linemen who just pancake everybody in, uh, in, in run blocking and also their front seven, like their cornerbacks are fine. They rely a great deal as Alabama teams long have on cheating until the referees finally throw the flag on them. Like they, they commit a pass interference on every single play. And it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to fucking call a pass interference on every fucking play? Right. I dare you to. That's how Alabama – and it's not cheating, obviously. I'm, I'm using the word in a silly way. But, like, uh, we elected to basically not take the top off of that defense more than once. Right. We threw the ball down the field once, and it was great. Uh, and and when, when Beck was uh, taking advantage of the middle, I think we threw two slants in the first, like, 48 minutes of that football game. We threw the ball to a slanting tight end or wide receiver, I think, twice. And it worked both times. And for some reason, instead, we insisted on throwing these garbage 50-50 balls or, or, or swing passes or wide receiver screens. And uh, that defense is just designed to eat those things up. And the, the I'm, I'm sorry to go full X's and O's, fucking hardo, weirdo on this, but Bobo's offensive game plan for this game, once you got past the opening series, was pure trash. And I don't know how that happens because they looked so good coming out of the fucking gate, right? We get that stop. Alabama, Georgia to us. It, like they did to us what we have done all year long, which right. is on the opening drive of the game, uh, our offense goes down, marches down the field, and it's like, oh, fuck. Uh, what did I say to our idiot son? We might be in trouble. Uh, That's not what I said. And then, <laughs> and then uh, from that point on, they shut us down in the same way that we let an opening drive touchdown happen like 11 times this year. And then we proceed to basically shut the other team down for the rest of the game. Uh, that's what they did to us. And I don't know how or why, except that the game plan must have been pure garbage uh, from Bobo and the other offensive coaches said to Calvin after we got that lovely opening drive and everyone was excited. I said, you know how every game we've let that happen and then we figure it out? You know who taught Kirby Smart that? Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's very odd. I mean, uh, on the the, the Bozo uh, guy, uh, like earlier this year, people were, you know, this, Bo- Bobo has a reputation of uh, having very predictable um, play calling. Um, and, you know, when the team was doing well this year, everybody's like, oh, it's a different uh, Bobo, everything is fine. And then, like, the SEC game was very reminiscent of classic Bobo. That very, was like, just pure, that is distilled Mike Bobo is what yeah, the that, play that calling is was like, in that I, game. I guess no matter what, I mean, these coaches, they spend so much time watching tape, talking to each other. Like, all they do is just football, 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 they right? They it because they were dealing with Nick Saban, and I would have overthought it too. Right, and so that 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 is, I think, maybe a problem. Like, is it, it, Georgia maybe overthinks when they play? I mean, maybe every team does. Maybe except Auburn. Auburn is like whatever. Even when they suck, they play Alabama pretty well sometimes. But like for whatever reason, maybe we just don't have the exposure to playing them all the time because we're not on the same side. Uh, they oh, they sometimes will overthink things, um, and and I don't know how you resolve that i think we we start next year's season with them like uh, in september sometime yeah it yeah, looked like what so i don't know if it's overthinking what i think it is is this is a reversion to what kirby's biggest problem was five seven years ago which is uh, this is a this is an attempt to build an identity in the offense, right? That we want to be the sort of team that rams the ball down the opponent's throat, and we're going to be that team, or we're not going to win. Rather than playing to the strengths of your own offense, you're attempting to punch them in the mouth or something. Right. You want to out physical them by running the ball up the gut, and then uh, and, and like that needs to be your result. And so in the fucking fourth quarter, they're still giving Dejon Edwards balls. Uh, two seconds after it's hiked for him to then run it up the middle when we've been getting owned on that play the entire game because they can't get past the idea that we need to out-physical them on the offensive line in order to win the game. It wasn't working, okay? You need to throw the ball to your fastest guys instead, right? Right. Just find the receivers out there in the middle of the field. And and it sounds, obviously, I sound like a jackass talking about it in those terms. But the... the, I'm assuming you're suggesting that Kirby Smart and and Mike Bobo are oh, far more upset about this. Oh, oh no. They, <laughs> we, 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 we'll get to them in a minute. Yeah, uh, that, that's true. Uh, do, you, do you think, though, that uh, Georgia's kind of blinded by success? Because, you know, all the points that you raise are valid, but, like, that has worked 29 out of 30 times. It's like <laughs> this is the first loss in, like, 30 games, right? Like, it, we, it just worked. Oh, sure. Played anybody good? Our offense hadn't played anybody. Like this is the. Same. We still haven't. I would argue that Al- Alabama still isn't any good. Jalen Milrow is still no good. He made one good throw that entire game. Right. Otherwise, his balls were wobbly and they were yeah. uh, uh, they were behind the receivers. He was he's not a very good quarterback. Right. They did not play a great game. We didn't. We played a, a dog shit game and we almost won. Right? We were we were that close right. to winning that game anyway. Even though we sucked, we were we were thirty percent of the team that we actually are on Saturday, and we almost won anyway. Right. Uh, that's why it's frustrating. Is because we played a dog shit game and we still had a chance to win because this is not an Alabama team that is like 
previous Alabama teams. Right. Uh, that Milrow sucks. That center was living on the edge the entire night. Like eight out of ten of his snaps were wobbly or weird in some form or fashion. And they <laughs> like they're skating on the thinnest ice all through the game in terms of uh, when something's going to go wrong with that, and it never did. And then you know you throw in the usual Alabama stuff, which is that. Uh, they'll throw in one hold call on their offensive line only as a makeup for something that they obviously missed uh, on the previous drive or something like that. The the entire existence of the lined up in the neutral zone foul, I think, only exists any longer as a way to make up for a call that the officials believe that they've missed on the previous play or a previous series. Because you just the, the call is never made, even though ninety percent of the time defensive linemen are lined up in the neutral zone and then once a game or every third game they throw the flag and it's always right after something that they obviously missed uh they should do away with the rule if they're not going to conspiracy bob maybe there's some truth it's not it's not a conspiracy (laughs) i don't think that i just i mean i alabama benefited from some shit in that game uh including at the end of the first half with the catch that might not have been a catch which to me it it probably is a catch in my like emotional a catch, right? Didn't they kind of massage the 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 the, the rule yeah, in the NFL? Gene, Gene said that it, if it were up to him, it would have been looked at. It would have been right. at least looked at. Yeah, they should. Yeah, turned. yeah. Gene, I th- the rules guy, said yeah. it wasn't a catch, but that's just Gene, the rules guy. Right, hadn't been right all the time, but. I was I was surprised that they didn't even like I mean the, the the CBS crew they showed that play multiple times but they had no interest in actually reviewing it on the field. Yeah. I mean, you know, whatever. It it feels like sour grapes to complain about it too much, but it is frustrating because we didn't play our best game and we still almost won. And I mean, obviously the the result of it is that we don't get to be in the playoff. And I was shouting at the television on Sunday afternoon as they were revealing the the schools who were going to be in the top four. I was like, uh, put Georgia in, you cowards, because you know <laughs> that Georgia is at least one of the four best teams in the country. And if we're going to say... If we're going to say that the four best teams in the country are the four teams that belong in the playoff, and that's the standard that we're going to go by, it's just a patent absurdity to leave Georgia out. And I, and at the same time, at the same time, spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, uh, I believe that the conference cha- championship game should be a de facto playoff and that we should not be in it. But right. if the standard that you're going to set is we want the four best teams in the country in the four-team playoff, then they didn't do that this weekend. And, but they, it, everyone is so mad. Everyone is so mad. It's crazy how – I didn't think it would blow up like this. It's like, been insane. Will there it's be – Will there be a congressional congressional investigation? Uh, there might be. Will somebody in Tallahassee in the Tallahassee area? Is that Gates? Is Gates down there in that region? Sent a letter. Oh, did he? Yeah, hold on, I'll find it. While you're looking for that, uh, so going into Sunday morning, you know, I, I thought the, the the wobbly game would have been the FSU game, like the potential for a undefeated to go down was that. I didn't think Georgia was going to lose, but. Uh, on Sunday, with the outcomes settled, I thought it would be the 300-feet teams and then a one-loss team. You have the competing, you know, Texas versus Alabama, right? The two conference champions. They had a head-to-head. Texas won at Alabama by 10. And so I thought the fourth team in would be Texas. It never occurred to me that they would put in two one-loss teams ahead of an undefeated team. Like it's, well, The problem deserves. 
We should we should first we should sorry uh, one second we should first say the sentence. Florida State won the ACC as an undefeated team and has been left out of the playoff. No, I'm just saying I'm framing the conversation. We have not established yes. the terms of the conversation. Florida State was left out of the playoff despite going undefeated and winning the ACC. So the question is, is it the four best or four most deserving? Right. Historically, it's been like less fuzzy. Like Lori, you're not plugged in. <laughs> like this whole time? Silencing female voices. <laughs> I did see some uh, pulling of uh, things. A second I ago. fucking I turned her up extra loud today too because I knew that she would be uh, she would be wanting to talk a bunch. Was that just the last like few seconds? That is or incredible. Uh, let's see if you're we working now. Fuck you fuck you, fuck you! fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Is it working? Check, fuck check, you! Check check. That's what I get for saying anything last week. So the question is, is it the four best or four most deserving? The past, you know, how 12 years, how long have they been doing this? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, 10, um, 12 it's years. Kind of, it's kind of fallen into place enough. Like, yeah, maybe a team that was probably better was left out, but their record was bad enough that it was like, well, you can't. You know, right. you have two losses. Sorry. This year, your four best and four most deserving were not so clear cut. The problem with the four best is how do you decide that? And the correct answer is you can't. Right. Because everybody thought that Oregon was going to beat Washington by a bunch. Everyone thought that Alabama was going to beat Auburn by a bunch. Right. Everybody thought Georgia was going to beat Alabama. Like, it's not Vegas. Vegas right. doesn't decide who's right. the best. So you kind of have to go with the most deserving. Right. Even though maybe you have some boring games like TCU and who else was it last year? Cincinnati. Uh, I mean, the year before that. Yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah, like yeah. you have some boring games because – yeah, there's probably some teams that would have been better, but sorry, it didn't work out that way. This year, they they chose neither because either it's the four most deserving, which would include a Power Five conference champion, right. twelve and zero, right? Or you go with the four best, which would include Georgia, right? And they went, they just fucked it up, and everybody's so mad. Well, what is FSU doing at five instead of six? If the exactly that's what that's the thing. Like they're saying that Florida State is better than Georgia, which everybody knows that they are not, but that they are somehow less deserving than Alabama, which everybody knows they are not. I especially when in a year when the SEC had like. Uh, losing record against ACC teams. I forget what it is, but like of all the years to do this, this was the wrong year to say, well, the SEC is a harder conference. Like this year, it might not be. Yeah, actually, and when they do the, the, the head-to-head like that, that didn't actually, uh, wasn't true yeah, for but this Clemson, year. Clemson beating South sure. Carolina doesn't right. prove sure. anything about that. But, <laughs> but also you but can't say like, oh, this something. conference is stronger and it's more meaningful it that you it's won. It's not like most years. Yeah. You know, uh, to your point, Laura, you know, I think the biggest reason why there was such blowback was that it was very incoherent, the arguments for, right? Basically, it was like a hodgepodge of reasons. So for this team, you're in because of one reason. And for this team, you're in for an entirely different reason. And then the third team is out because of a third reason. I mean, they were saying like eye test and like 
Yeah. That's right. random whereas, things. Whereas Texas, you know why Texas is in? Texas is in because they've looked great the last few weeks, right? They're right. peaking at the right time. That's right. the only reason also that Texas is in. Also because they beat Alabama. Yeah, and that was like a tandem thing, right? So, like, you couldn't have Alabama without Texas because of the head-to-head. So, like, I wonder if they just decided the four. And like I said, okay, so if you kept out one of the conference champions, like a Alabama or a Texas, there would be some complaints about that too. Yes. The reason why they have FSU at five and Georgia at six instead of what it should be probably, which is Georgia at five and FSU at six, is because the thing that didn't happen, which is that Alabama, had they lost to Auburn but then beaten us, like then would we have been the one-loss SEC team that gets Maybe. in in front of Florida State? And that's why, and like then, I said to you Alabama in the kitchen— And then Alabama doesn't because they have the two losses, the two right? Losses, which, would be a, right. which would be an absurdity. That's why I said—like I said to you, I am really grateful right now to not be an Alabama fan because I would be walking around with this guilt— and like no, they don't dessert. have they don't have that. I mean, they probably do. <laughs> I, I they're think people they too. <laughs> I don't think any anyone in Alabama is, is at all concerned about how they got in. Just as well, long I as hope they got the in, players aren't. But right. the fan, I'm not talking yeah. about the fans. I'm talking yeah. about the fans, if not the players. And if we're talking about what the inevitable outcome is here, it's that everybody's going to be freaking out for the next month about how Alabama doesn't deserve be to be great. number four. And then they're going to fucking boat race Michigan. And then they're going to boat race Washington in the championship game. And then maybe, maybe Nick Saban will go away. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> With a win? Uh, what, what's what's yeah. interesting is, is it seems like uh, – because one of the argu- – another argument that the committee came up with was that – you know, this is not the same team, Florida State. Oh, the you know, fucking they, quarterback. Their quarterback is no longer there, and so they're not the same team. And maybe that's been a a rule that so had never been actually invoked. It, you know, maybe it was like in writing somewhere. But it's just, it seems like they're just kind of finding reasons to they're avoid. Not the they same. Were they not number four last week? That's they the thing. Were. So and they didn't have their quarterback last week either. And, and there is precedent. Four teams winning championships with their backup quarterback, yes. namely fucking Alabama. Right. Ohio State did it before. The, I mean, this is – yeah, so it, it's a weird argument to make. And also, like, I mean, they won the, the, the ACC title game anyways, but, like, they had to go to the third stringer because of the concussion of the second stringer. But besides that, it seems like that should have been priced in to your decision-making. So they were already slotted at four, and so, like, they're thinking – Right, which just, they shouldn't have been. They should. Right. They, if this was going to, if the if the inevitability was the SEC champion was going to get in no matter what, right. which seems like that was what they're aiming at. And it and it, to some extent, if you're looking for the best team in the country, just choosing the SEC champion isn't the isn't the dumbest way to go, right? Just look at the results uh, no, of but, these of these playoffs and of the BCS that before right that. But you right back at they only won that by 3 I points. I agree. They the committee did this to themselves by not dropping yes. Florida State when uh, Jordan Travis got hurt and saying, "Look, uh it, the bottom line is yeah, you keep winning these games, but you're not winning in an impressive way and that matters." 
uh, because we're looking for the four best teams. And so, sorry, Florida State, you are behind Oregon right now. You are behind Texas at one loss. You are behind a one-loss Alabama. You're you're all the way back here at eight or nine, realistically. That was their mistake, was not handling this. Well, it's almost kind of like they were kind of caught with their pants down because they didn't want to tip their hand because they're anticipating Georgia winning. And so this would have been a moot point and nobody would care. But because Alabama won, they now have to say, okay, how do we retroactively make sense of this? Like, we can't keep Alabama out. Is it less offensive because it's a blue-chip program like Florida State? Like, this, we're not talking about Wake Forest here that had a surprise, right. really great yeah, season out of nowhere. Is it nowhere. less program. offensive yeah. because it's a blue-chip program? No. Well, I think that it, to some extent, it's like we're— we're, it doesn't matter that Florida State has all of the cachet that a Florida State does. That if we, because we've done this before, we've left out. Uh, yeah, but that's that works because. Like, look at Liberty. Liberty is ranked what nineteen or something. Yeah. Like they went undefeated. They right. at no point was, was Liberty sniffing the top ten no, because, because everybody not knows a that li- conference. I know, but that's what I'm saying. To, to to some degree, if this had been like a Wake Forest undefeated ACC champion, like the the claim then would have been you're just disrespecting wake because they're not uh clemson or or florida state or something like that like the fact that florida state has all of the cachet that a florida state program does i think speaks to i mean again i still think that they fucked up and that they could have saved themselves some trouble uh by just putting florida state in but like what are you going to do but 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 i think you know to that point i think on the the pedigree of the schools like it's kind of a wash like florida school texas alabama all these are big schools it's at the conference level the, the committee thinks acc less sir than the other conferences yeah. right and so which is fair because it's true right but basically this is that what is it collective <laughs> punishment year, what are they called just because worked, georgia though. tech sucks doesn't mean fsu sucks i mean their defense is really good uh they they i mean that didn't change like they're still a solid team on, on, on defense, and who knows how it would shake out. I mean, they would lose, but, like, the argument I always say against college football is that it's, like, the only sports league. I mean, the, the lower divisions, or FCS, or whatever they call it now, and every other sport I can think of, every other team sport, you cannot lose by winning. Like, it's, like, rule number one. You cannot possibly be denied an opportunity at the title if you never lose. The schedule in front of them is a schedule in front of them. They can't change that. FSU can't do anything about that. And so every time they play, they win. And that's not good enough. Yeah, but that's the that's just a fact of the that's just a fact of the size of the league. Yeah, right? I mean it's Florida just Florida State it, and Alabama both played LSU. LSU lost twenty four to forty five to Florida State and twenty eight to forty two to LSU. Right. Or to Alabama. And, and, you know, like, it, like that like that's that's a similar right. opponent. And the Alabama game, they knocked out the potentially Heisman-winning quarterback in the first half or early right. in the second half. And also, I mean, half. you know, uh, I guess timing is important because, like, Alabama has had some clunkers of games. I mean, they, they, they have, the Auburn game wasn't so hot. The, well, the South Florida they played, they, they weren't so good. But, but that's the thing. It, what, it, what this is showing is that timing isn't important. Nothing is important except the word Alabama or the SEC. That's all that they right. care about. And that's it's shitty. Right. But it's shitty, but also at the same time if you you can't leave like that's it's a, it's a flaw in the system that you could leave the SEC champion out of something that you're calling a playoff, right? Because but then then it's a but good that 
fortunately, we have a 12-team yeah. playoff next it, year. Yeah, and, and also, to that point, thank God they're getting rid of this garbage system and they're coming up with a 12-team playoff. Most of me, like half, like a good half of me thinks this is all so that everyone can say, oh, thank God they're right. going to a 12-team playoff next year. Like this, this is pissing us all right. off on purpose. And, and all you can ask for is an opportunity, right? So like... I can't envision a scenario to your point, blah, 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 like, well, the league is just so big that you're going to have these conflicts where a team will win every game, but they won't. And, but like, I mean, so as far as I can remember, there hasn't been a year where there were 13 undefeated teams, right? Usually they eat into each other because they play in some. No, but do you put, do you put Liberty no, in the 12 team playoff this year? I, I mean, maybe. So I, I don't know if they have formulated the plan. I mean, are they going to do it to where like the five champions? From the five conference, or however many we're going to have next year, four. Uh, like, if you're in one of the major the conferences, a championship is an automatic bid. Then everything else is at large. Some sort of like yeah. fixed thing to where like it's and, something and like if you're that. one of the X number of teams, you know, like maybe Liberty. Although they would have to, because Liberty can d- just create their own schedule. They play a bunch of random teams, and so starting in. Let me read this. Starting in. God damn it. You have an ad blocker because the fucking internet sucks, right? But now 90% of goddamn sites that I go to are like, hey, yeah. if you'd like to continue here, you're going to have to disable your ad blocker. I don't have it's an like, ad blocker. What is the point of having the goddamn ad blocker then? Uh, I don't have one. In the final year of a four-team field, blah, 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 blah. I had the paragraph and then it went away because I had to disable my ad blocker. Anyway, I'm just really glad I'm not an <laughs> Alabama fan. Like, And also... This takes the, I mean, the two championships back to back takes the yes. edge off as well. And like the, like, I don't need to win another one. But another thing that takes the edge off is that like, we're not involved yes. in this drama. <laughs> like, okay. Like, good luck. Argue amongst well, yourselves. Sorry it takes we the lost edge off, but I would, I would rather be number four than number six. And they're, it's silly to pretend they're pairing otherwise. Georgia and Florida State, right? So, like, in a weird way, it could come back. You know, if Georgia's like, oh, who cared about this stupid game? And then Florida State wins. And no, they're like, cute. we beat the two time champions. Yet again, we won another game, blah, 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 you know. Right. Florida State's going to have one of those disputed right. claims to a national title yeah. if they beat Georgia. Okay. Uh, Let them have that. Yeah, that's and that's fine. But like the motivation disparity here is real. I just hope like nobody Georgia, gets hurt. Georgia that's all has that matters. minimal yeah, they, motivation no, to win this game, and Florida State has every reason to. The new 12-team college football playoff field will include the six highest-ranked conference champions, which will receive automatic bids. The top four teams will receive a first-round bye to the quarterfinals. The six highest-ranked teams remaining will round out the 12-team format. So the six highest ranked conference champions, what six yeah, what conferences are they, is are that Are we adding some mid-major to? or whatever they call it in college football conferences because the Sun Belt or something? Also, one of them's going away. Yeah, like the Pac-12 yeah, no, is Liberty, gone, So right? Liberty, Liberty would be in it, yeah. according to this. Liberty would automatically be in it as a conference champion. Okay, so they recognize Liberty's – where does Liberty play? Lynchburg. No, I, I, I should rephrase that. What conference are they in? Are they like? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I know what you were asking. I just didn't know the answer to that. So I answered the question that you asked. The ACC, American, Big Twelve, Big. T- I mean, that's the thing. I don't know which six I they're think talking they're American. about. American? Are they MAC? What's MAC? Conference USA is Liberty. Okay. Here's what the 12-team field would look like this year. The CFP selection committee released the final set of rankings for the 23-24 season. 
As stated in the official announcement by the CFP, the first rounds would take place at either the home field of the higher-seeded team or another site designated by the higher-seeded program during the week of Saturday, December 21st. Oh, so fun. It would be Liberty at number 5, Florida State, number 11, Ole Miss at Georgia, uh, number 10, Penn State at Ohio State, and number 9, Missouri at Except Oregon. it wouldn't be. They'd fuck around so that it wasn't a rematch with us. Like they Yeah, they would sure tweak that, that ranking. They would bullshit things around. Yeah, I think you're right. But yes, if they just if they just transplanted this year's top whatever top twelve into a format, then yeah. But it wouldn't be that. There, there was uh, some talk about like uh, FSU and uh, Clemson using this outcome getting kicked out. Like basically, they're, they're going to make the argument that the conference hurt us. Like if we were in the SEC or the Big Ten, we would have had a shot at the conference title and would have gone in, but because we're in this garbage conference, uh, we can't, and they have like a 12 year contract to go. So I, if there is a path forward, it'll be those two schools, FSU and Clemson getting some lawyers to figure out a way out to say that they were harmed by their association. Well, except now that no longer matters because you have a 12 team playoff. And if you win your conference, then you're in the playoff regardless. Right. right? So, so, yeah. We're not harmed it, next year. We're harmed right now. The injury has happened. We have been harmed. Like we had a good team, and we think right. We so could... you have to. So you have to let us out yes. of this conference, and now we're going to get yes. Duke is going to be the ACC representative next right. year. Or something it has like caused that. Caused irreparable like... harm. I mean, we, could, we, you know, the coach. Uh, did could, you see could... what that? Why would why would FSU want to move to the SEC? Not now? necessarily I mean, the SEC like... to the Big Ten, or you know, that's where all the money is. It seems like the Big Ten and the SEC are going to be the two mega conferences. Uh, and so, or, or be, I don't know, find some other way, but I think, but doesn't, what I'm saying is that this new system no longer incentivizes these moves for the competitive teams to leave their conferences where they will now face greater competition in the big 10 or the SEC. That's true. But, uh, the, the ACC deal from what I hear is not very favorable, like, because they signed a very right. long-term deal. So this would be their way out, and more money can come to their schools uh, so they can keep up with the the, the Big Tens and the SEC schools going forward. Because if they stay in the ACC contract, yeah. they're, they're going to be hurt. Anyway, I, um, I, I remain, though this was the worst possible outcome for a four-team playoff-type scenario, uh, I still remain sort of bummed that moving forward, this game that felt, fucking existential on Saturday night simply won't have mar- mattered as much because we get to go play uh, Ole Miss who we already beat yeah. uh, they got to come they got to come back to Athens and try to beat us again yeah. right like and I'm sorry Lance Kiffin ain't doing yeah. it so it, it would have been just fine and like that just it doesn't it's not the same fucking thing like you want to go I made a uh, two predict two of my uh, New Year's Eve or New Year's show predictions uh, were that I would start a second podcast. Uh, check. I have launched another oh, podcast. Oh, December, you asshole. Oh, yeah. It's within the window. Cal- in the calendar. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's quicker than Jimmy uh, right. passed away, certainly. So I get the check, and Abe does not. And I also said that Georgia would not lose a football game in this calendar year. And sadly, uh, that, that did not come to pass. Um, but it still, it, it feels like, uh, the the 
the whole fun thing about uh, college football, you, know, you go back to the 1980 team, that's an undefeated national goddamn champion. And at the end of the year, is it silly that we didn't have to play like uh, the two or the three uh, best teams in football in order to win it? And that like instead some fucking goofy sports writers uh, who probably didn't even watch half the goddamn games and instead were just looking maybe at box scores ultimately decided who is the national champion based on some feelings and uh, ephemera and also largely like probably built-in biases and and uh, personal grievances that they have against other schools. Of course that's silly. And it's better when things are decided on the field. But this is a, a sport that has 120 goddamn teams in it, right? Like, <laughs> it's way too big uh, to have a rational uh, system of playoffs. Uh, it's what makes the, uh, it's the exact opposite of what makes NCAA basketball fun, right? Like, NCAA basketball is an absurd, nobody cares about anything yeah, like until you get into seat. the... I mean, yeah, that's a bigger... Like, right, until you get into the crazy crazy tournament where literally anything can and does happen. And that's fine for that sport, but that's not what college football is or has been. And it's, uh, it's now going to be something else. And that's, that's a it's bummer. Gonna... And it'll still be fun. I will still love it. I will still care, uh, but it won't be the same. It will be, uh, I... I'm just, I'm happy yeah. this year. I found a hobby and it's college football I, I uh... at like greater big picture college football. I, I think it will be better because it won't, these sort of goofy issues, these contrived, uh, conflicts are not going to be there uh on a side note you know i uh stopped gambling um in sports uh because i'm not very good at it uh and i was just kept on losing money unlike you know bob here hasn't stopped me Abe. but i in a roundabout way like uh made a bet uh this did you stop stopping gambling yeah, well <laughs> did you start gambling this was a one-off uh, i will uh, go back uh, to not betting but like okay we were uh on the actual trip uh where i had a few uh drinks in us and uh the conversation came about i said there's no scenario where georgia loses the sec title and gets uh, in to the playoffs right there's no scenario oh, where okay. those two things are true and my friend right. oh, are you kidding me i'll bet you whatever like 50 bucks and i was like i'll make it 500 bucks i mean I'm telling you we could put all the money in the world. We settled on $100. And on Sunday, on my birthday, uh, like 12 whatever, 35 my Venmo account nice, was a $100 nice picture. I was like, oh. Like I said, you got a giant college football controversy for your birthday. Right. But I only make money when Georgia loses. I noticed that. I, and it's, right. <laughs> that's the only time where I am rewarded financially. It's when that's fine. I bet against. Yeah. Really, we won that's, two back yeah. to back. It's fine. Of course, it's fine. It just it felt like an opportunity to really close the close the book on something, and uh, we didn't. Sometimes take it. we don't get to do that. And it's and it's uh, it's also a bummer because again, go listen to uh, in, in your feed, and we'll talk about this in a minute. You'll find the morning press. If you could listen to the one on Friday, I, I sort of talk about uh, the Nick Saban part of this whole equation, my feelings about it. But this was an opportunity to, at the end of a, a legitimate end of an era of college football, to put your stamp on this era, to say at, when when this ended, Georgia was the best team in the country. We don't know what it's going to look like going forward. We don't. I know, Abe, I think you went full LeBron about uh, Georgia titles in the 2020s. <laughs> yeah, this so is like, a not, dynasty. Not six, yes. not seven. Yeah. Uh, a number of titles. So this is just a speed bump on, yeah. on route to Kirby's uh, dominance of the rest of the decade. But that was a prediction that you made before there was such a thing as a 12-team playoff, uh, where all, all Georgia had to do previously was uh, presumably win the SEC and then beat a couple of bums from the Pac-12 or the uh, right. 
or the Big Ten or something like that. Now it's a whole other thing where there will be in this 12-team field not only the best teams from the other conferences in the country, but also uh, probably one or two at least other SEC teams uh, waiting there that you've uh, p- probably already beat on route to the SEC championship uh, who are, who are going to be there uh, uh, standing in your way to finishing the drill. And that that just makes things harder. I think it makes it way harder. I think it makes it – arguably it, it makes a national title uh, more valuable – in a uh, from a certain perspective, but it also makes it feel way more random, and it reminds me a lot of uh, uh, the Braves when they won the World Series in '21. It's like what, how, why this team was terrible for the bulk of the season, barely sneaks into the playoffs, and then fucking lights everybody on fire. Finally, beats the Dodgers out of nowhere, and then wins the World Series. And it's like this is not a thing that I would have expected to have happened in uh, June or July when Ronald, the best player in baseball, goes down with a knee injury, and this is a 500 team, and and then all of a sudden they win the World Series, and it was great and awesome, and I felt amazing afterwards, but. That was random bullshit. That was pulling the lever on the on the slot machine that is the Major League Baseball playoffs. And that is not what it felt like this year when the Braves lost, right? right? Where it's like the Braves showed up with the biggest uh, chip stack in Major League Baseball and uh, the stupid machine that is the, the MLB playoffs, the slot machine that is the MLB playoffs, fucking took all our money and ran away with it. Because that's what fucking slot machines do, right? And it sucks that it doesn't reward the best team in, in the sport. And and that's what the the 12-team playoff is going to be. It's going to have gone from something that Maybe. was likely to reward the best team in football to complicating that by a factor of three We at this are point. a penalty leading to a missed field goal and a fumbled handoff away from being in the playoff and right now. if the 12-team format started this year, Georgia would still have a very viable and good chance at winning the national title because – you're not going to beat Georgia twice, right? They, they didn't do it last year, right? So, like, well, they might. It, 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 <laughs> I, I think Georgia's actually in a better position in a 12 team kind of format because one loss is not going to be fatal to them. Like, if they lose the SEC title or like the week before or whatever, like, they will have. I understand that there are more I agree. variables. I think, I think that this is, a mis- this is arguably a mistake that the, that the college football system is making. If the idea is to make this more equitable, I think it does exactly the opposite, well, which is that like it allows said, it allows great teams to have that stumble earlier in the year and not yes, punish them for it. But it at least gives the teams that aren't obviously great with all the money and all the talent just the only avenue right. be, it yeah. will let other teams maybe 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 you win what was the year that uh, the number two team kept losing every yeah, week that, after well, week that's after the 2007 year? that was a weird year yeah, like right 2007 i was gonna say oh wait but i guess it was 2007 and like who fucking cares in a in a twelve team playoff if the number two team loses week after week? Like you've just you've taken something else that was fun and cool about yeah, the like sport winning every game in the ACC and not mattering. Like it's such a great regular season we have. I agree. I agree. This was de- this was demonstrably right. awfully unfair to Florida State this season, and that sucks. So terrible. Uh, and it's, Auburn it's many many years ago was that twenty years ago when they couldn't get in back when we only had two teams. Like weren't they like undefeated and they let USC. Or did they lose one game? I forget. There were like a viable like this was like oh three or something. 
In 2008, we probably should have been in the the year that we beat Hawaii. That, oh, the, yeah. The Stafford's yeah. last year. We probably should have been one of the two best teams in right. the country. But we weren't. And, like, whatever. Like, I, the, the system has shit on Georgia in the past, and it will, it will be to our benefit uh, in the future, I'm sure. It's just... It, it has always it's fine. It's, it'll be so fun. far benefited Alabama. Weren't they the ones that lost to LSU in that defensive? It's like yeah. a, a nine to six or a six to three game or something earlier in the yeah. season. Yeah, and then they like killed them no, like in, I mean, in the final the, game. It's yeah. insane. Everything always comes up Alabama. That's why oh. everyone's pissed off. That's why I'm glad I'm not an Alabama fan. <laughs> I think we can let this guy sum it up for us once again. <laughs> the TikToker. To all you Alabama fans, go fuck yourself. Okay, go fuck yourself. God damn. I do wonder if Elon Musk had not made headlines in the last week with that precise expression. Yeah. Like, is, there, is it in the zeitgeist now? And now, like, somehow, even no. though this guy this guy probably doesn't follow Elon right. Musk's no, uh, interviews. that's just a regular go fuck yourself. With the New York Times on Dealbook. Right. But, like, does, does, does someone of Elon Musk's stature putting go fuck yourself no. into the internet ether allow it to filter down go to this guy somehow? Go fuck yourself existed so much before the internet and no, no, will it's just, exist. It's just, and this guy was uh, it's, be, be, much more to the point. Is there going to be a post-internet? Because go fuck yourself will exist then too all right we are a month away obviously from uh, any results from this game these games happening but we do have as long as we've talked about it at this great length we're gonna have Sorry. A- alabama versus michigan in the uh, sugar bowl at uh, like eight o'clock on new year's 845. day yeah almost nine o'clock and on new year's night i'm sleeping texas and washington in the rose bowl Wait a minute. on new year's I day i must have missed this so because Michigan was the number one team. They don't get first dibs. Yeah. And they didn't choose the Road Bowl? They did. They chose New Orleans. They chose a Sugar Bowl. Yeah. It's closer. Interesting. Okay. Because I thought that the more prestigious one, you know, the one that Washington wanted because of its... You know, I'd rather go to the California one. Yeah. Okay. I thought that would be the other way around, but okay, that, that works. Good for Washington. Maybe they wanted to play second. Or maybe, they, you know, Harbaugh's because the Pac-12 weird. is uh, dissolving, they're like, let's give the... Could they, they usually send a Pac-12 team to the Rose Bowl? I don't think he's doing anything nice. He's weird. Yeah, that's odd. I'm, I'm surprised that yeah, he chose that. Yeah, he chose that. the Sugar Yeah, Bowl. that's interesting. Because actually, wait a minute. The, the, the Pac-12 Big Ten is usually the Rose Bowl, right? So no, why did Michigan not No, it makes sense because you're going to get more of your fans to go to New Orleans on New Year's weekend than Pasadena. Right, but from I don't know. Michigan. You're in, you're in you're in Alabama's backyard there. It's not it's it's not what I would have chosen if I were Harbaugh, but whatever. Yeah, and that's the other yeah, you're right. That's the other thing. I mean, Alabama is the number 4 team and they're, they're they don't have to travel far at all. But you'd get just as many Alabama people going to California because they're crazy. Yeah, but Michigan fans are crazy too. I mean, they'll, 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 the Michigan and Ohio State fans will that's go what I'm everywhere. Saying. Yeah. They'll, but they'll go to New right. Orleans is a better sell. All right, whatever. This is a, <laughs> we've had some silly conversations on this show, but holy shit, uh, what do we think is going to happen? Uh, which is somehow slightly less silly than the last forty-five seconds of conversation. Uh, Alabama is. I had pulled up the. It's like one. It's like the, one and a half. The opening lines. I want to see if those have moved at all yet. Uh, let's see. So Alabama is uh, catching a point and a half in their game at. That's what I said. The Sugar Bowl and Texas is minus four and a half in their game. So Washington catching four and a half points, Alabama 
catching one and a half points, and that is no movement yet on either of those lines from uh, where they debuted. What what do you think will be the result of these games? By Abe? the way, interestingly, uh, Georgia is a 14 and a half point favor on uh, quarterback-less Florida State. Uh, in the game, that doesn't mean anything to them. They're not quarterbackless. Yeah. They'll be on their second yeah. one by so then. So I think, you know, be teams that sneak in some t- somehow do well. You think Michigan should win this, but, like, I, I'm going to assume Alabama Absolutely because they not. just snuck in. Uh, so I think Alabama will win. I'm taking Alabama as well, and it's because I don't think Michigan's any good either. We, wa- we watched uh, big portions of that, of, of like, three of their games uh, this year, including the Iowa game. And... They did not look impressed. I know the final score is twenty six to nothing, and that's that's impressive enough, I guess. But it was all in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was all the scoring happened late. They didn't look impressive at all. Their offense fucking stinks. Like they're, that's they're, why their offense is bad, and Alabama's going to eat them. You up. think? I think you, they're going to be just. You don't fine. think it'll be competitive? You think it's going to be a uh, a decisive win, like a ten point kind of? This is the same basic team with not as good an offense that we took never apart. won a playoff game. Like ne- they, Michigan's not won a playoff game. They haven't proven that they can do this. Like Ohio State kind of stinks this year, and they barely beat them, right? And and oh, Maryland. Iowa, right, they barely beat Maryland. This is not a very good football team, and I don't expect them to. I mean, but who knows? This it could also be a That's situation where this is the weird Michigan juju year where they are just able to get it done because uh, the stars have aligned and uh, it is predetermined that they're going to win. Maybe that's uh, a plausible explanation as well. But uh, to me, based on what I've seen of the teams on the field, Alabama's going to uh, clean up in that game. I mean, you saw the video of the players when they found out they had to play Alabama. Right. But, I mean, they, they thought they were going to no, get a 14-point like spread against a, a FSU team. They're like, oh, we would rather play them than Alabama or literally anybody else. Nick Saban is going to take everyone's anger at right. him and turn it into a national championship. Right. Alabama's going to win it all. That's how this goes. Yeah, so I think, yeah, Alabama, Washington. I would love for Washington to win. That'd be great. Does anyone think Texas is going to do anything? It seems like Alabama, Washington seems like a good People think that. Okay. Based on what I've seen, I like this Washington team a lot, even though they're one of these teams that barely wins games but seems to do it because they they fucking – I don't know. Like, they got balls. something to them. They, they know how to win games. That's sort of a team that wins close ones. Phoenix and his balls. Uh, Maybe, Phoenix and his balls. You know, now that I'm looking at the, 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 the final four, uh, for some reason, like, it never occurred to me that Texas can win the national title. But, like, if it's Alabama-Texas, they beat them once at their own home, they can beat Alabama again. Yeah, but you, it, you can't, you don't, they're right? not I mean, going to beat Texas. They're not going to beat Alabama again. In a, on a neutral field? A better version a better version of Alabama that they played already. They played the shitty early season version. Right. <laughs> They're not going to beat this version. Right now, Michigan is the favorite out of the four to win at plus 175. Alabama at plus 210. Texas at plus 260. And Washington at plus 800. If I'm putting $25 down right now, I'm putting it on Washington just because of the return. My like, final I like- four... That I would have, if I could have picked, which as usual, glad I can't, uh, replay the two games that were entertaining this past weekend Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, not Michigan, Georgia, Alabama, Washington, Oregon. Just do that again. By the way, uh, not not that this should make a difference, but uh, they're playing the national title in Texas. So I'm saying, I know you're poo pooing the beating them twice thing, but if Alabama, Texas plays a second time, I think Texas is going to win. Is that, it at, but it's at Jerry World this year, the national title game? I don't know. They're playing in Houston, the uh, other the, the Texans. Why would you do that when Jerry World is like an hour and a half away? That is true. Yeah, I'm not sure. Are uh, they that close? 
But yeah, they have some I sort of. I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, the championship is presented by AT and T. Is that the Daryl World? They're four hours uh, apart, three and a half hours apart. All right, whatever. Texas is big, but you should still play it at Jerry World, isn't right. AT and T also the? Yeah. So it's weird. Like, yeah. They're the sponsor of the title, but whatever. But yeah, it should be. I, I'm hoping since there's no real rooting, I don't care about any of these four teams. Uh, uh, competitive is what I'm looking for, right? At least uh, I don't want to like uh, a national title game. I can't no imagine injuries. how that was fun for anyone that was not a Georgia fan last year. Right. Right. But for a Georgia fan, great. But like n- nothing like that. No lopsided outcome for either the, the two semifinals and the finals. Yeah. I think that in a close game, Washington is going to win. And if, if Texas, Texas's offense looks like it looked over the last couple of weeks, then, you know, Texas will run away with it. But a close game, I think Washington wins. And I, I expect that Alabama wins this. And I said that if I was going to put $25 on right now, I would do it on Washington just for the return. But I think that the most likely most likely outcome here is that Alabama is going to win the, the national title. The most obnoxious outcome is if Alabama loses and then like FSU beats Georgia. And everybody's like, oh, those fucking SEC people. They shouldn't no, have gotten no, no. in. That won't be obnoxious. That will be like nice. Like, nice. See- you don't yeah. understand that. <laughs> Abe has to record the Biffler twice a month, and <laughs> having to hear it from oh. the the ACC assholes in the room uh, would not be acceptable. Uh, speaking of other podcasts, I want to do uh, some brief housekeeping here and uh, alert uh, listeners to this show. If you somehow have not noticed, uh, in your uh, Cast Iron Brains feed over the course of the last week has been another show called The Morning Press uh, that show will not be a permanent fixture of this particular feed. I'm just introducing it here, and then it will move on to its own uh, situation. If you would like to sign up for that podcast in its own feed, you can go to uh, the Substack app or or just go to brainiron.substack.com, uh, which is where the morning press will generally live in the future. But at least through the rest of the year, I'm sure I'll just keep continue to stick it here in the cast iron brains feed that is an idea uh, that i've been wanting to break out for a while now which is to just do a quick and dirty newscast that uh is the the news of the day not the news of the day but some news of the day in in 11 minutes or less is the idea that there are any number of other daily news podcasts, of course, that you can go to. I think that uh, Upfront or something like that might be the New York Times one or the NPR one. Uh, there are a number of them where they, they offer you the news in very bite-sized pieces uh, just to, to start your day. And why not Why not me? If, uh, if you want to get a handle on what's happening in the national conversation as far as the news of the day is concerned, three, four, five, six stories of the day, I will deliver them to you with minimal editorial commentary, and then I'll save some Bob flavor uh, for the end of the of the the quick little ten or eleven minutes in your in your feed. Minimal, but 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 not uh, non-existent. There was a few uh, comments you would. I'm going to get my asides in there, Abe. <laughs> but uh, the bulk of the the bulk of the editorial decisions are made in the the stories that I choose to right. cover, as is the case for most news outlets i think it's safe to say and it's very very good for me to have to try to bang out like uh between 1200 and 2000 words in an hour 
and then uh, just be done with them, right? Like just just get the goddamn words on the page, speak them into the microphone, take out the parts where I had to say the line three times in order to not stumble over myself, and then put it out into the world and be done with it. I think that will be a good exercise for me. And uh, many thanks to two people, uh, Steve who reached out and said that he has been enjoying them so far and Tony, the Tyler who acknowledged that they exist, which was nice. He didn't say that they were good, but he acknowledged their existence, which is nice. It's almost Uh, the same thing. It is. It's almost the same thing. (laughs) More than I can say for any of my siblings uh, (laughs) who didn't do any such thing this week. Uh, And that will not be the last uh, podcast in the cast iron brains extended universe of, podcasts there'll be uh, more to come but hopefully this uh this it will be a daily thing that i can uh do and continue to do and uh i i did a version of this at the start of the year with the blog where i was doing uh the morning press as a as a blog but i have this problem where if i put it on paper and i want it to live forever on the internet on the page i need it to be smart and good and like I need it to matter and And he can't seem to ever get it there I need the I need the five stories that I chose to be in conversation with one another and I want to be telling a story now I've allowed myself when the moment strikes I've only done this five four times now something like that but like when I see connections are happening in the stories that I'm choosing, I allow I will allow a theme to develop throughout the stupid ten minutes, uh, and I'll, I'll I'll in my editorial portion of the thing maybe I'll refer back to something that came earlier, and hopefully I will I will not be doing it as explicitly as all that, and I'll allow the listener uh, to find the connections where they might uh, otherwise not necessarily find them if they were just getting their news uh, randomly and haphazardly on the internet. But I don't feel as sort of i don't feel this pressure to do really good meaningful work and and because it's not for some reason it's always been the case that when i put a problem for you when i put words on the page i i need them to cohere i need i need to be saying something more than i'm saying and that held true for the stupid blog that I was doing, and it holds true for everything I've ever written. Uh, with this, hopefully, it's it's something that can sort of live on its own and on its own terms, uh, and maybe you can get something out of it. I sincerely believe that if you do not regularly pay attention to the news and if you just listen to me talk at you for 10 minutes every morning – uh, that's the other aspect of this is that the goal is to get it out. I haven't achieved this goal yet, but uh, as I get better at this, the goal is to get it out first thing in the morning uh, so that you can wake up, get your news of the of the day uh, right there as you're starting your day and have some idea of what's happening in the world. I think that uh, I can choose the correct stories to give you at least some uh, small idea of what's actually happening in the earlier. world. People get up really early. Yeah, I know. But the goal is to get uh, to, just to get it into whether whether I complete it the night before or whatever, but to get it into the feeds uh, first thing in the morning the, is, is going to be the, the ultimate goal. The Daily, do, the, the New York Times one, they do it like, what, 6 a.m.? or They do it like very early, right? Yeah, but the Daily is also like it's not 
you're not actually get like you're getting a feature story of the day. You're right. not getting the news of the day when you listen to the daily. It's maybe they're covering a timely news story, but three out of five times during the week, it's just some uh, interview with the writer of a feature story that is in the news, but not necessarily actually, timely to that day. You're right. Actually, they 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 kind of relegated. The, the the ten minutes that you do or eleven till what like the last two minutes you know where they they do the main story and then at the end here's some other bullshit oh this guy right. got here's stabbed. what else is happening yeah. today yeah. yeah and then but that's like ninety they they kind of just like maybe they their internal stats show that uh, people like the long form or I mean the the produced content like when they look at a story in depth or whatever but like that's nice when they kind of just talk about this is what happened boom and be done. To, to some extent, it's just me fucking cosplaying as a newsman, right? Like, I and I recognize that I'm not a goddamn journalist. I just read uh, a big pile of news and I decide what I think is interesting about that pile of news, and then I uh, uh, talk it into the microphone for ten or eleven minutes, and it's and it's all fucking pretend. But at the same time, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, these uh, uh, many years into this, at this point, uh, it's plausible that you think that uh, I bring something interesting to the table if and if not me then abe and i will find out soon enough that nobody fucking listens because it's not abe doing the morning press it's bob instead <laughs> Pretty uh, <good. laughs> uh, which is entirely plausible uh but that's it's interesting that you you had this obstacle like when you write things down there's like this higher standard but and there's no uh getting past that there's, uh you're not going to compromise on that but you write something and speak it and that's like fine. Like you're like, all right, this is gonna work. So you you never considered the thing that you well, wrote the twelve hundred words, things. right? That's true. But like you know, like I mean, the information is the same, right? But just like the the format changes. When he's writing, it has to be the most fucking convoluted. All these. All these 10 things that have nothing to do with each other have to have something to do with each other. And it has to have this massive picture, this big picture meaning. And when you're just reading the news, you realize, like, no, it fucking doesn't. These all are just happening. And then, oh, look, there's right. knives in both those but stories. Huh. That's, that, that's true. But, you know, uh, Bob, like you said, you're not like a news person or whatever, but you, you're, you're – like other people do when you're making choices, like you're kind of like curating the news that you want to cover. And that that in itself will eventually kind of reveal there's a connection That's there. That's the link. Right. That he talked it's it. It's like you're the nexus huh. to all of the stories. So it's like you pick – because you you found something in those stories and then you don't have to like spell it out. It'll be like, oh. Right. I and I, I – again, I'm now one – I'm roughly one week into this. And so it is very much a work in progress and part of the other hurdle – to a lot of the things that I want to do is that it's notoriously difficult for me to do something that I think is good and then continue doing it uh, when I don't get any positive feedback to it. And the only exception to that has been this podcast, has been podcasting, right? I get enough personal gratification out of the fact that we do this together. And I think that we put together uh, uh, interesting and funny and entertaining couple of hours a week uh, that it doesn't matter to me that nobody fucking listens to it, right? With all of the writing that I've ever put on the internet, there's always that niggling feeling at the back of my mind saying uh it matters that nobody fucking cares right like <laughs> like for whatever reason the fact that nobody fucking cares and that it gets six people on the on facebook to throw it a thumbs up or something it rankles me in a way that 
uh, being ignored in the podcasting world simply does not. Is it uh, an, uh, an identity thing? Like you identify as a writer, but not – I mean this is just a thing oh, you I'm, do. Oh, I'm, I'm certain well, that that is part of it. Don't you dare tell Bobby has an identity as something. <laughs> Abe. No, I think that that's, that's, that's a perfectly plausible reading of the situation is that I – even though I am – if I were writing my online biography right now – it would not say podcaster. It right. would it would probably say blogger or writer or right. something like right. that. And the podcasting would come second or third, uh, if if mentioned at all. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's I think it's going to be good and fun, and you should check it out. Uh, obviously, uh, it's in your feed now, and and you can do that. that plan. But how does my mother find it? She doesn't have a podcast feed. It's right there on the website, along okay. with everything else. It's it's right where it's always been. Uh, and uh, will remain for the uh, short-term future uh, with an eventual uh, move permanently uh, over to the Substack. I think there's a good enough reason to just move everything to Substack, in part because it's free, and there's no reason for me to continue to pay for hosting on on these on these but websites. But your clever URLs. I know. I do love my I do love my my domains. It's um, free to 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 host uh, to, to to upload. There's no like limits to that on 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 Substack. There's no not that I've been able to determine. It doesn't appear to be that there are, are any limits to oh. uh, what can be hosted on Substack in terms of content. Interesting. Uh, and I've had trouble with the with the the Google podcast feed, and I, I suspect that's in part because they're getting rid of Google Podcasts uh, and migrating everything over to YouTube uh, Music. Uh, which will inev- inevitably be folded back into YouTube before it's all broken into 11 different products again in the future. Uh, Google's the worst in that way. Yes. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> they are unique in that way. They get rid of everything. Uh, Abe, uh, you expressed on your other podcast, The Biffler, uh, that you think that George Santos is a good guy and that he deserves <laughs> all of the plaudits in the world for the way he has comported himself in public. Is that a fair assessment of your take on the George Santos situation? Not not quite. I, I, uh, the, you know, when the, the report came out, the whatever, however many pages it was, um, a lot of damning information, how he was... Uh, the, the ethics committee report you're referring to. Yes, right? how he was funneling money through these sham shell companies to spend on whatever. Like, he would project a level of wealth that wasn't true uh, to get other people to, to contribute to his campaign. Like, basically, all of the stuff that he's accused of, like, I don't doubt any of those things, right? I think all of the things that they found, I mean, they have no reason to, to make that up. I mean, he was a Republican and a very thin uh, majority. So, like, if there was some hard-to-prove stuff, they would just say, oh, there's, there's nothing there. But there was just so much there that it's kind of hard to say that it's not true. My my issue is that, you know, there, before he was kicked out of uh, uh, Congress— right. Again, we're doing a bad job burying oh, the lead here. George Santos was removed from Congress after a vote on Friday. Yes. Uh, he is, I believe, only the sixth individual to ever get the boot in this fashion. Uh, the three three previous ones— were actual traitors, were, were uh, right. Civil War of, era. of the Confederate era. Yeah. yeah. And the other two were convicted of something, and then they were kicked out. So basically, the, the sixth person, this Santos guy, he doesn't fit in any of those categories. He hasn't been convicted of anything yet. He's got a trials coming up, and I'm sure he will be convicted. I don't have any doubt that this guy's a crook, right? But why not just wait for the conviction? Because now, like, you're going to kick somebody out. I mean, these terms last two years he was voted in last year 
he's not running again next year. So like this is just for one year. Like you're you're expelling somebody that people voted in. There's no doubt as to his victory. He was duly elected to represent those people in New York. And what is there to be gained by going outside of the norms, right? Which is like you need some something to hang your hat on. Like either like they're treasonous traitors or convicted of an actual crime and then you can point to that and for that reason you're out like i mean to me like at this level he's a censure level when he's convicted then he's at an expulsion level but whatever maybe that that argument did not win the day but that my argument is that all of the things that people are saying about this guy true but you don't have anything to hang your hat on except for a report that someone if they were inclined could can concoct in such a way to make it look bad Right. Right. Whereas my and I, I had a, a the opposite take from you on this entire thing, which is that his crimes are actually utterly beside the point here. And I don't care about the fact that he is a criminal who is likely to be convicted of many crimes in the future, uh, most of them revolving around uh, simple fraud and just lying to people right. and the misuse of funds. Including like spending money on porno, uh, <laughs> spending <laughs> campaign money on OnlyFans. I did, I did defend that in a joking way. I said that you know, sexual health. People talk about mental health all the time, but what if he was stressed out and that was kind of helping his day <laughs> move along? Use his own money. Yeah. He doesn't have any of his own money. <laughs> yes. All of the money that he well, ever. Well, how expensive is it, really? I think it, it was. Didn't he spend like thousands of dollars on OnlyFans or something? Wow. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Wait. Hey, he's got wait. To, you know. Wait. How? Because you can you can send money to individuals in whatever amount you like. I mean, I have a Venmo. If people uh, wanted to do that, they would be welcome to and tell people the Venmo. Are you going to show any oh, no. skin, Bob? I mean, what, what are you offering in return? No, just, no, no, no. <laughs> Maybe just send money. You don't know who's listening. Just uh, send money. I don't even take off more than this button <laughs> in the house. He doesn't. He's very lame. So uh, he was spending – he's just like sending strangers on the internet campaign money? I don't know about strangers, yeah, but like strangers people with the whom he is in yeah. some sort of parasocial relationship based on their right. uh, willingness to do sex work on the internet. That's all fine. That's all – Whatever you just don't, you shouldn't be spending. I just don't know how OnlyFans works because I'm not um, a person who likes the sort of thing. Well, you can, they, you like, you buy content from these people, or you buy access to like their uh, to their social I'm medias or something like that. Uh, anyway, the point here, and maybe this is unconvincing, and maybe uh, time will prove this to be uh, a foolish. Uh, position and I'm I'm perfectly open to that, but George Santos is a fraud of such a different order than the normal politician who's a liar who ascends uh, to power uh, by telling fibs about his life story or by by exaggerating things. Uh, he is a Trump level liar, like and and beyond, by the way, because at yeah. least Donald Trump tells believable lies about who he is, right? Like it's absurdities and it's exaggerations and, and in his framing, it's uh, truthful hyperbole, but he's not a complete fabulist in the way that George Santos is. Like he, George Santos is in every respect, a fraudulent individual who presented himself 
he's he's a, he's playing a character right. in this moment and that is not that is something that the house should be permitted to and in fact as an institution should reject like the way that you reject uh, the body rejects a virus that whatever else his crimes are and and we can sort that out uh, in the judicial system moving forward uh, the reason that he's not acceptable here in this body, and it sounds absurd to talk about it on these in these terms because of what the body has become over right. the course of the <laughs> last decade or so. Uh, and that's fair. That is a counterpoint to what I'm saying, right? So uh, uh, Paul Gosar and Lauren Boebert, and uh, on the other side, if you have to have both sides on it, AOC and Rashida Tlaib uh, and, and Corey Bush are all running around in there making uh, mockery of the system, but they're making a mockery of the system in a way that the system can handle, right? That the system is almost designed for, right. uh, in some respects. George Santos is not that. George Santos is uh, a, a different sort of animal than anyone else who's been in Congress, at least in modern history. Certainly, in in my understanding of uh, of the modern context. And it was uh, an institutional necessity to say it is not enough to wait until the next election. It is not enough to wait until he's convicted of these crimes. The crimes are utterly beside the point. The problem is that he sticks out as a complete fabulist and liar and fraud and, and a clown and someone who does not belong in this body at all. And we have the power to reject him, and so we will. Right. But I, I take your point, but— the all the things that he has done he has done already right like it's already it's going to be adjudicated in court in a year right so like the the issue i have is like why is it so time sensitive that he needs to be because rid the of new now? york times the new york post the other new york papers who are supposed to do this job ahead of time fucking failed right right the fifth co- the media uh, failed to do the job that the media is supposed to do, which is to expose this sort of fabulist. They failed. They completely fucking missed the boat here, and they allowed this guy uh, to ride the wave of anti-democratic sentiment in uh, New York State last year, or or whenever it was, to an election that he should not have even been able to sniff at had his lies been made public beforehand. And because they have now been made public, his existence in this body makes a mockery of the institution itself, and he must be flushed away from it. And that's that's the bottom line for me. It's not enough to just wait around. And and, and it's it, it, you can say that it could be used in a partisan fashion moving forward, and we're just going to get rid of people that we don't like based on uh, mere accusations, right? That all you got to do is whip up an ethics committee report right. that doesn't even actually stand up to the to the rule of law, that doesn't have any impact or doesn't have any relation to uh, a conviction or anything even approaching a grand jury type situation, uh, and, and just get rid of people because we just don't like them. And if that happens, uh, fine. I will have been wrong about this. Uh, it, it will have been the wrong decision to kick George Santos out of Congress. But if this is just a one-off and it's, we're just done with this clown, yeah. I think that this was the right thing to do. Yeah, I think if it is a one-off, you're right. But I guess time will tell. Uh, although there is no it, – it's just a numbers game, right? If you have enough votes, they can kick anyone out, right? I mean that, that's, I guess, always been the case. But like there were these established norms like this thing hasn't happened in so many years. I think like when you get rid of a lot of those things, then you're kind of – laying the foundation for somebody to use it in 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 other ways uh and 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 again 
nothing is game. I mean, he's already right, but done there these is no Even among the Republicans, there is no serious move to kick Rashida Tlaib and Cory Bush and AOC and uh, who's the other one that they hate uh, from Minnesota? Oh, uh, from from my neck of the woods. Uh, oh, what's the phrase? Uh, I should know this. The Somalia. <laughs> yeah. <it's> the Somalia. <laughs> like, are you from Minnesota? No, <laughs> she's from the Somalia. Uh, why am I blanking on her name? Why am I blanking on her? Name? <laughs> I don't know her name. Ilan Omar. There is the we name. go. I knew it or something. Uh, or Ilan Omar. You don't think that there's motivation to get rid of those people? Like this is like to me, the quid pro quo stuff goes away because the the amount of hatred that they feel for uh, a handful of other Democrats is knows no bounds, right? right? But the Republicans aren't about to just start kicking people out that they don't like because they don't want it to turn around on them in two years when the Democrats take over, right? And so they, uh, Santos stands out as somebody who simply doesn't belong in Everybody a way hates him. that that the rest of them don't and what was it it was over 100 republicans who voted right no there was a lot the but boot. so you know you, you were saying earlier how um all of these media outlets especially you know if if this was some random district in some random state like maybe you can argue well newspapers have kind of died down and there's like maybe somebody missed it because there was no there was no coverage of that area but this is new york and there's a lot of coverage in new york and they missed it still so like this shouldn't be taken as just like this guy was just this liar unique among other liars in in politics and and he is that i mean uh i think there was a story where he would tailor his arguments like he would say pro choice pro gay stuff to like democratic leaning voters that could be gotten and then he would say whatever maga nonsense to the to the republican types to to win like he would just say whatever needed to to be said to win so like he kind of took advantage of all the failings of our system whether it's the newspaper uh, not being able to suss this out because they uh, you know for whatever reason uh the the campaign financing is so weak that he, it's not like it was that sophisticated what he did. Like it was a very simple ruse and he was able to exploit all of those things. And there's, there's not going to be a, a moment to think, okay, we need to go back at those different areas and see if we can find a way to prevent the next George Santos. Like if you're just going to say, flush this guy down the toilet and we'll go back to regular order, somebody else more sophisticated. Yeah, I could agree. Do the same thing. I agree. There's a, there's a, there was a cynical reason for the house to be, to, to disabuse themselves of this guy. Right. And it's because they don't want him, as you said on, on the, on your other podcast, uh, revealing the leaky roof in the system, right? right? That the problem is not George Santos himself necessarily, but it's the, it's all of the, the holes in the roof. And that's fair. And, and there is a cynical take on this, which says, look, Santos, uh, we're all breaking the fucking rules here. We're just not being so blatant about breaking 99 of them all at once, right? You got to pick and choose and not make such an ass out of yourself in the in the process or we're all going to be fucked here. Uh, so, so yeah, maybe there is a little bit of cynicism that drives getting rid of this guy rather than uh, going back and cleaning up. Uh, or or patching all the all the holes that he has revealed in the roof, right? But at the same time, like I'm fine with it. What's uh, what's what's weird is that he did all of this, and he's just like a reliable vote. Like he's not like 
doing anything like schemey and co- he's just like ah oh, yeah whatever I'll vote you know, I right. just want to be he just office. kept he just kept showing up for work and voting with the Republicans <laughs> yeah, right like, like and that's what makes it that's what makes it sort of like and God fucking strike me down with lightning now for having something that passes for institutional respect for the House and the hundred Republicans who voted with Democrats to give him the boot but like uh, good for them. Yeah. Like to some extent, it's like this is an institution standing up for itself in the face of a total fucking clown. Like this is what should have happened with Donald Trump, uh, arguably all the way back in 2016 with the Electoral College. Right. right. The, the, the design of the Electoral College is to say, uh, wait a second, you idiots selected this dumbass. Right. Uh, like and the the whole thing was built on the premise of stopping somebody like Donald Trump from ascending to the office of the presidency. Now that was a long goddamn time ago. Right. I understand the whole system has changed since then, and that the the electoral college is largely just a, a rubber stamp at this point. But in the same way that the electoral college was designed to prevent someone like Donald Trump from rising to the presidency, this this ability of the House to to just kick somebody out serves the same purpose, and I'm glad that they did it. Mark Strassman had a piece about this on Face of the Nation this weekend. It's now time for America's favorite game show. Did Mark Strassman, CBS News' senior national correspondent, get off a good one? Or we can have a biomedical security state. And I can tell you, Florida, we're a free state. Free state? Costly approach. Strassman gets off a good one. Another negative, surging positivity rates. Ooh, sorry, Mark. Try again next time. Last week saw the departures of several well-known public servants. Their careers range from highly distinguished to controversial to disastrous. Here's Mark Strassman. In light of the expulsion of the gentleman from New York, Mr. Santos, the whole number of the House is now 434. George Santos, ex-congressman. Ex, as in expelled. That part of his resume is real. His parting shot reportedly as he left the Capitol to hell with his place. Over time, he had become self-parody. His serial grift, his federal indictment for fraud, the way he piled one fiction on another, seeming to breathe on someone else's dime. I no longer have to the next president of the United States, my husband, Jimmy Carter. Rosalind Carter put the public in her service. Unelected but undeniable, Jimmy Carter's first lady was powerful. He always knew how I felt. Sometimes he took my advice and sometimes he didn't. In her long life, she championed mental health, women's rights, and caregivers. Three former presidents and all five living first ladies saluted her last week. Mrs. Carter eulogized as a servant leader with a servant's heart. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we had more leaders that kept that covenant and served well? Sandra Day O'Connor died last Friday at 93. The Stanford law grad was initially offered jobs as a legal secretary. She became famous and powerful, the first female Supreme Court justice. It's nicknamed during her tenure the O'Connor Court. Opportunities at every level, not just for lawyers and judges, but across the spectrum, opened for women. O'Connor was considered a swing vote on issues like abortion. She disputed her role as the deciding vote in George Bush's victory in the 2000 election. 
You were the deciding voter in that case. I don't see how you can it. say anybody was the deciding vote. Well, it was, well, okay. They all counted. They all counted. Yes. Uh, you have no regrets. I no, I mean, it was a tough deal in a closely fought election. And it's no fun to be part of a group of decision makers that has to decide which side the ball is going to fall on. And Henry Kissinger. In modern times, no American diplomat was more powerful or polarizing. With us now, Henry Kissinger, who is national security advisor to President Nixon. A guest on Face the Nation more than 20 times here in 1985, 10 years after the U.S. withdrawal from Vietnam. The Kennedy and Johnson administrations took on a task that was greater than they estimated. Celebrated for Nixon's trip to China and vilified for the secret carpet bombing of Cambodia. He both won the Nobel Peace Prize and was pilloried as a war criminal. Right to his death at 100, Kissinger tried to shape U.S. policy to advance American interests. His admirers hope he rests in peace with honor. I, uh, before we find out whether or not Strassman got off a good one there, is there a greater coup in the history of shitbag politicians than getting mentioned in the same report. You're George Santos, and you're going out <laughs> with Sandra Day O'Connor, <laughs> Rosalind Carter. It's a weird story. And Henry fucking Kissinger. That's how you get to that ride off weird. into the sunset if he you're George like Santos. He did like the you thing, but, but, but poorly, where it's like he had all these things to say and wanted to tie them all together. But, like, these things are not to be tied together. Do three separate stories if you have to. So yeah, that didn't really work. The connecting that didn't work th- except the back-to-back right hook, left jab with the, the first two. What did he say? Exit for X expelled. expelled, and uh, that's part. That's part of his resume. That's true. Or and then that's his resume. Yeah. yeah. No, that. that I, I have two he, good ones. He opened strong. It is weird. You're right. There were three deaths, and then one like the death of his. Like he lost a seat. It's it's a weird yeah, like, pairing. What? Right. It, it's kind of odd. But on that first one, I mean, he opened very strong. I mean, that was a nice. So Abe, did did Mark Strassman of uh, CBS News, a senior national news correspondent, get off a good one? A resounding yes. That was great. Strassman was great. gets off a good right, nice. one. All right. I do kind of want to roll the dice. Headline, Robot Gives Aquarium Tour for Hospitalized Children is the next Mark Strassman report, which came out <laughs> yesterday. It only has 1,000 views on the CBS Evening News YouTube feed. I think we'll oh. save that. We'll save that for next no, week because it's getting late. It's ten thirty. We got to do the Billboard Hot 100 game. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Billboard Hot 100 game on the Cast Iron Brains Radio be Network. Podcast. This week, could we'll be take a podcast, listen to one of the most popular songs in America and see how it stacks up against a correspondingly popular song from some time between the magical years of 1983 and 2012 as our old and out-of-touch hosts desperately grasp for proof that some things really were better back in the day. So let's roll those dice to find out just where and when on the Billboard Hot 100 chart we're going today. I would tell clients about this podcast. 
How dare you? I have now wrote, rolled the dice. We have two numbers before us. The two numbers are 30 and 27. 30 will be where we're going on the Billboard Hot 100, and 27 will be the year that we're looking for. 27 on my chart is the year 2009. Ooh. So we'll be going all the way back you to... You said that wrong, Bob. There we go. And uh, looking for number 30 on the billboard this week. There's a, a new number one this week. It's not Taylor Swift. It's Lovin' On Me by someone named Jack Harlow is the number one. I've heard of the name. Uh, I haven't heard of the song. This week. Ooh, number four there is All I Want for Christmas is You, making its inevitable Aww. climb uh, towards the top of the charts. Scrolling down to number 30. Used to be young by oh, Miley Cyrus. I like this song. Oh, Lori knows it. Oh dear. I like this song. This is a uh, typical me aside, but the use of the phrase "used to" yeah is one of those weird English uh, things that everybody knows what it means, but I don't think makes any sense. No, I think they did a Lexicon Valley on it. Oh, did they? I bet they did because it makes. Uh, yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like that used podcast to doesn't exist anymore. Used to is a very weird turn of the English language that I'm not sure actually coheres uh, with the rest of the no, language. It but everybody knows what it means. Actually, I didn't even think about that. You're right. You used to. All right, here's Miley. I didn't realize Miley Cyrus was still putting out new music. She just did. But I guess she just did. Yeah, there's a there's a lexicon valley. Truth is bulletproof, there's no fooling you I don't dress the same Me and two, you say Boring. I was yesterday I've gone our separate ways Left my living fast somewhere in the past Cause that's for chasing cars Turns out open bars lead to broken hearts I'm going way too far I used to be young. Take one, pour it out. It's not worth crying about. It just goes on like yeah. this. Used to be young could be the name of this segment, couldn't it? Let's get to the, the big big finale here. Yeah. I used to be young. You tell me time is done. I get the flavor. Yeah. What she does there, and I don't know who wrote this song, but in the chorus, when she says, I used to be young, your ear is expecting her to go down in note, in pitch, and the fact that she goes up is good. Oh. Oh, Lori doing real uh, real music criticism work here. That's not what we do here, Lori. <laughs> You've made a mistake. 
All right, let's go back to 2009. This will be... If it's also Miley Cyrus, that'll be really great. <laughs> the, f- <laughs> the first week in December of 2009. There's a lasting one. The fact that she's in both fucking games, good for her. Not a fan, but good for her. We'll go with the week that includes... First week of December. Sunday 29th of November or Sunday 6th of the 6th. Uh, December. Go with that one. Yeah, because we won't record yeah, on Christmas. Yeah, because there'll be four weeks. I don't know. We're trying to get four. going to try to get four podcasts in, in December, which would give us 48 podcasts for the year, which that feels like a good number yeah. to me. 48 sounds much better than 47. Uh, We're going to get 47 is f- a way better number. No, but in terms of like 48 out of 52 weeks of the year we podcasted, that's fucking great. That's that's probably, I'd have to go back and add it up. I'll bet you that's over 100 hours of podcast oh, content. I'm sure, it's like 1,000 hours. <laughs> For the people out there. All right, the 2009, this is the week of December, week ending December 12th. So week starting December 6th, 2009. The number one song was Empire State of Mind by Jay-Z and Alicia Keys. Okay. Absolute classic. Number two was Bad Romance by Lady Gaga. Uh, Kesha in at number three with TikTok. Kesha way ahead of the goddamn culture wow. with a song called TikTok. And uh, let's see, going down, Black Eyed Peas in the top 10, Britney in the top 10, more Lady Gaga. There's Miley in at number 12 with Party in the USA. There she is. Oh, there's Drake and Taylor Swift, the Harbingers of the Apocalypse, in at 16 and 18. Uh, Kings of Leon, one of those 2000s rock bands, so-called. Oh, dear. We have, at number 30 this week, Lady Gaga featuring Beyonce with the song Telephone. One of Lady Lady Gaga's most annoying songs. Songs Do by I my recollection. It? Yes, you will. Is that nine minutes long? Holy shit. This is a nine minute video. I suspect oh, that it's skip. like five minutes of garbage at the oh. front where they do this sketch. Let me skip the first minute. Yeah, still no song. Yeah, the, she always did these long ones. Two minutes. Still no song. Ooh, it's a Virgin Ooh, Mobile a advertisement. Oh, a little present action. She really thinks she's doing stuff. She sure always did. God damn. I hate this song. Oh, this song, yes. forgotten how much dis- disdain I have for Lady Gaga. It makes not good music. What are you talking about, Bob? You like? Oh, I can't stand it. I mean, it's, it's a lasting song. What a stupid lyric this song has. Early, early butt out from Lady Gaga. We, uh, also at the forefront of the butt culture. Yeah, this is when she wasn't 
this is like early career where she was just going to do this like normal pop diva thing. All right. So we have the Lady Gaga uh, sort of a dance know. hall disco song versus the new Miley torch song. That's, t- that's tough. About getting old. Uh, we do have to vote and determine which song is better. I think it just in terms of if we're going on the this is a classic uh, college football playoff committee <laughs> issue. What criteria are we going to judge the by? Test. This is tough. By eye, by eye test. Eye test. <laughs> is it by how good the song is or how lasting it is? Like how how like because that song. Because part of the theory of the whole game is that music right now is disposable, and that music from the past is less disposable. So, like that, that essentially, song, that essentially music from the past took a position. And music of today does not take a goddamn position. And that is that is sort of the thesis here. Yeah. Um, Which, like, that in that way... That song definitely takes a position. Lady Gaga does. was never shy about taking a fucking position. But also, I didn't ever like we that don't position. know that this new Miley song isn't doing that because it's new. Right. Like, if there's been one that we've landed on that's good, it's that one. Like, we might be listening, not, like, for fun, but... That song might be played at graduations forever. Like that might be a good one, the new one. This is tough. I I can't pick. I will I generally will default to the catchy pop song over the obnoxious torch song uh, 9 times out of 10. So, uh I think by that standard and also by the taking a position standard, my vote goes to Lady Gaga. In this case, Abe, it's up to you. <laughs> uh, so, but, but you you have uh, reached an inconclusive answer, so you're you're not picking either. Lori, is that? I'm no, no, because we allowed that for the first thing with the Drake and the other songs. No, yeah. that was a push based on two bad songs. This is not the exact same thing. Which yes, is... but I am saying that my vote is push. Right. All right. Well, I'm going. I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm, I'm leaning Gaga. I'm going, you know, I, I was joking about the eye test. I'm going with uh, the familiar test. I uh, have heard the telephone song a million times. I know it. I'm going to go with the Lady Gaga. Right. And my feeling also, if we're also determining criteria here, if I hear the Lady Gaga song in 15 years, I'm going to be like, ah, shit, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that stupid song. That song sucked, but I remember it. And I am annoyed, but I'm going to listen to it uh, for the next 90 seconds because I like to live in my hatred for things because I'm a real sick fuck. What if uh, the Miley Cyrus song comes on and you're driving and you're like, even older than you are now, and you have a little tear, like, oh, boy, I used to be young. Like, <laughs> I used to be young. Bob was never Remember? young, though. I'll, That's I'll be, part of I'll it. be listening to Miley this in the car. This speaks to someone that Bob can't relate to, which is a person who used to be young and fun. Right. Like I said earlier, I don't know if it was being recorded. It wasn't, because my microphone was not plugged in, because he likes to silence female voices more than he likes anything. <laughs> but Bob has never been young or fun. I, see. I was both of those yeah. things. So you can't relate. It doesn't resonate with Bob. He can't, yeah, which is fine. I'm not going to argue for <laughs> Miley Cyrus's new song. It's fine. I'm just saying, like, you in particular were never young or fun, so you don't know. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, I, I know I just said the words, uh, real sick fuck. I want to, uh, this doesn't matter for this show. We say bad words all the time. It's totally fine. I'm going to keep the morning press 
expletive free barring like very strange circumstances that i cannot as yet conceive of fucking nazis this is going to be a uh, a family friendly at least in terms of the bad syllables that might uh come out of my mouth content over there on the morning press unlike unlike this place where we do gross gross stuff and talk about bad things so bad thoughts maybe but bad words no on the other that's right (laughs) that's right Let's see here. Anything else tonight, or we do we have to be done? It's getting kind of late. We get to be done. Ireland is uh, doing no, a, a hate, no Ireland a hate speech thing. Not getting much coverage because people are just fine with punishing what they call hate speech these days. I was listening to a podcast uh, from uh, the Defector website. It's uh, called the Distraction. And this is uh, Drew Madry and uh, David Roth, and they were interviewing a colleague of theirs. And they were talking about Conor McGregor in uh, Ireland who wants to possibly become a politician now because the world is a dumb place. And uh, Conor McGregor, Uh, the MMA fighter, or used to be, who fought Floyd Mayweather, is kind of obnoxious in some way. He used to be young. Yes, he also used to be young. Anyway, they're talking about Conor McGregor on this podcast, and this, like, I don't often get chills, like, listening to people talk uh, in a bad way. Like, I'm, you can't shock me with your bad takes, generally speaking, Uh, but listening to the casual way in which they discuss it being good that he said something bad on the internet and now might go to jail uh, (laughs) sort of gave me chills, considering these are three American journalists who made a made careers for themselves by being the people who speak truth to power, uh, but because this guy falls on the wrong side of uh, the current political mores, uh, they have no problem talking about him ending up in jail. And they asked him not to show up um, because of this. It's like in these two, the combat athletes uh, of Ireland, Katie Taylor is 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 gallant to his goofus, and it it's a um, it's a compelling uh, little soap opera now because he has he has the international renown but he's widely despised over there i mean he has fans for sure but he's he's a clown yeah he's a piece of shit like i don't think he's been a known piece of shit i feel like it's been like five years too yes but uh also he's uh according to eric our producer he's being investigated by police for instigating these riots and you know it would not be conor mcgregor's first time uh being in trouble with the law he is a He's an outlaw in the not the most romantic outlaw. It would be his first time actually getting in trouble for it, but yeah, yeah, they're they're they're, they're looking at him for for uh, hate crimes because of his Good. tweets. Yeah, fuck him. He's a piece it's, of it's, shit. It's bad. Uh, let's come back across the pond. They're looking at him uh, for hate crimes because of his tweets. Good. Fuck him. Right. Is the response to that, and I, it, it like it, it makes me feel a certain kind of way about the world that we're going to be headed into. This is a guy who's older than me, who has been a, a liberal presumably his whole life. These are three dudes who are that on that side of the political aisle, and it's the next generation who's supposed to be on the other side of the free speech question. Uh, and this is where like the stuff about hate crimes starts bleeding into conversations about hate speech. And it's, uh, you don't like to say the, the words like slippery slope, but when you start talking about, this is a, uh, uh, a person who I find to be unpleasant and uh, I experience as an antisocial presence in the world. And it's good that he might go to jail for expressing certain kinds of thoughts on the internet makes me feel very weird right. about, things. you know, I, um, uh... 
on the my treadmill show now, whenever I run for a little bit, uh, is this not a very good show? The Squid Game, the challenge uh, that's on uh, oh, Netflix. Oh yeah, how's that? <laughs> I saw the first two episodes on like the second episode. Uh, by the way, like if th- th- that they're not getting killed, uh, really takes uh, some of the drama away from it. Uh, yeah, but. Um, right. There was a challenge where they all line up in uh, four rows, and like the first people in each row, they get moved to a different room. And this is the one where you have to pick the the star, the circle, the umbrella uh-huh. thing, and you have to come to a unanimous consent. Basically, everybody has to agree, and no one wants the umbrella because that's the hardest one, right? And, right? and so they go in the other room and they talk it out. I mean. When I'm running, I'm like, well, I would just run to the circle. Like, I don't care about the stupid rules. I'm going to, right? Uh, but they talk it out, and, and it always comes out to, like, the, the most weak-willed person is kind of, like, being coerced to pick the worst one. But their group earlier said, don't fucking do it, right? Think about us. Like, this is a hard challenge, and don't do it. And the cost is... Uh, you get eliminated, right? If you don't choose, if you, the four of you will all be eliminated, right? If you don't come to an agreement. And right. just to save face for the group that they left, no one, the first few rounds, no one came to an agreement. No one wanted to pick the umbrella. They sacrificed their chance to win whatever, the $4 million, just to save face. Basically, they're like temporarily blinded by the moment. Like this is a more pressing concern. The money I'm going to lose, but there's no fucking way I'm going to go back to that group and 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 admit that I picked the worst of the four options. And I think there is this temporary, temporary blindness that happens with people. Like they're so focused on hating this guy that they forget about whatever principles they may espouse under normal circumstances, right? So like if you ask in a more like principled way – about like free speech and and you know what sort of laws the government should have about what you say and what's protected, they would probably say, yeah, I don't know, we shouldn't be doing that. But if you give like an example and then I got fuck that guy, like whatever principles they had is gone. Like in that moment, it's I hope gone. you're right. I I that is a that is much more optimistic take on this scenario than I think is the case. Like it, but do you think I hope that they I hope you're right. Are, are, Reevaluating the position that they previously had, like, oh, I didn't know that it would be applied in this way. Fuck that principle. No, like, I don't think. Right. I think that the positions were a fucking uh, 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 smokescreen the entire time, anyway. Okay, like that's 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 the it's thing. Been so pleasant. It, they we'll were just on it. the right team for a long enough time that they conformed to the right position on free speech, and now we're, they are still on the team. But the 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 they never held the principled position to begin with. That's the that's the right. place where I am with this stuff. Is I don't think anybody's ever fucking believed anything, and it's very disturbing <laughs> to me. That it, uh, if, if, if true, that is indeed disturbing because it's like wow, you just were saying things. The uh, word of the year, according to the Oxford University Press, is riz, which is not a word. Riz. What the uh, hell is that? A shortened form. A shortened form of charisma. First of all, the year that I give it time, but what the hell is Riz? I've never heard. This is the first time I've heard this in eleven months. It's just a way of saying charisma, and they made it quicker. the word of the it's year. Saying it quicker. <laughs> What's the? You've been listening to hurt? Cast Iron Brains. Nope, sorry, Abe. No more takes. <laughs> a podcast with Bob and Abe. You can find the show on. Uh, the internet, go to brainiron.com, castironbrains.com. Head on over to brainiron.substack.com 
for more from the expanded cast iron brains and brain iron universe. The opening and closing themes of this show and all shows in the Cast Iron Brains Expanded Universe were composed by Mark Gillig, tetramermusic.com, T-E-T-R-A-M-E-R music.com. Abe, there was a, uh, uh, listeners of the morning press will know that a new Godzilla movie came out this weekend, but uh, it's not the only thing that made its debut. What did you go see? So I went to watch the last week? two movies, and uh, Godzilla was like the FSU in that combination. It was left out of my two movie oh. watching. I did not. Oh, my. Thank you. I'll watch it maybe in the future. Uh, I, w- I watched uh, Silent Night. and This is supposed to be uh, Godzilla Minus One. It's supposed to be the single greatest Godzilla movie thus far out of 37 <laughs> Godzilla movies a- that have been made. The bar is not very high. No, but it's got uh, a nearly perfect score on Rotten Tomatoes. I- I'm looking forward to it. I haven't well, seen all. See it. I don't know. Do I need to watch all of them uh, to-, to get this one? No. Okay. No, don't. <laughs> I saw. Uh, Sorry, what movies did you Silent go see? Silent Night and um, Spirited Away, which is an anime-ish movie from oh, like 20 yeah. years ago, which I've never seen. Someone recommended I go see it, and I did. Shut up about it being 20 years ago. Was- <laughs> Fuck you. Is Silent Night one of the uh, like a, a bad Santa type, like a angry Christmas movie? So I thought that, but 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 it's, it, the way I could the, the best way I could describe it is like it's like a bad John Wick combined with like a first person shooter combined with a silent movie because the silent and silent night is there's no dialogue among the main characters you can hear like ah. in a, on the on tv like in the background character and things like that you'll hear things but the main no, character like all ambient noise yeah no one says anything throughout the whole thing but basically it's like this you know this family man with a wife and kids they live in this neighborhood that has been overrun with gang activity and one day he's playing with a kid and his wife in this overrun with gang uh, neighborhood. I don't know why he's, they're playing like there's no problem. And out of nowhere, these gang members are like, oh, let's just kill each other in pursuit uh, because that's the move. And they, uh, one of the, 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 the bullets hit the, the kid and the kid dies. And uh, the, So it's John Wick except the dog is a child. Right, the dog is a child and, and <laughs> John Wick is not good at anything like this John Wick. <laughs> like he's not like a. Fu- I mean, the the, the 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 actor that plays him is like a big guy, but like in the movie, he's just like a guy, right? So like in they, they did like a Rocky montage of him like learning how to do pull ups and like other things to like learn how to fight because he's going to seek vengeance. He figured out who the gang members right. are, and he's gonna seek them out a year later, like on Christmas Eve, like silent night, you know, like some whatever, some weird tie-in. That's the, that's the Christmas connection. Right. There we and go. And so, you're, you're, you know, they're showing like 30 minutes of, by the way, this is like the slowest 90-minute movie I've seen. Like, it's like, come on. Like, no dialogue. <laughs> there's no dialogue, and it's, How? it's like one note. Like, his wife is grieving, and he's like, fuck that, I'm gonna do my pull-ups, and I'm going to kill those guys. Like, he's so fixated. Hey, there's a man, as a big proponent, and apologist for gimmicks. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what you're complaining about <laughs> here good. with this movie. I thought th- there would be like another gear, but it was just the same note the whole time. The one saving grace was is they di- they spent a lot of time him learning how to fight because he did get injured. He got like uh, shot like in the neck and he lost his voice and that's why he can't speak. I don't know why anyone else can't speak. But what about everybody yeah, else? Yeah, everybody else. I don't know. They're just kind of looking at each other. They're they was, they sh- get shot and lose their voices. Yeah, for some reason. No, no one else's uh, no, voice was okay. impacted, but his was. But he gets better. He recuperates and he gets back into the fighting. And the first time, like he's trying to work his way up to the head guy. But the very first guy like fucks him up. 
he's like, oh, you're trying to kill me? Like, I have been doing this forever. He, like, stabs him. And I thought he would be dead. <laughs> but, like, in John Wick fashion, no, nothing matters. And he survives right. a bunch of, like, wounds that no one can survive. I forget how it ends. He goes through the whole thing and kills the guy. Um, but like it was so not just a, like not a, not a great movie. Sounds no, like no, it was. But I like that concept of like just having uh, no one say anything. But just the movie was just like one note the whole way. Uh, the other movie was this was like a twenty year anniversary or something. This was like. Oh, they're just showing it this yeah. weekend. I would have. He's doing one last movie. He says. That's right. Yeah. So I've never heard of this guy. I still don't remember his name. And uh, people said this movie is great, and it was good. It was like a nice movie. I mean, there was some Japanese-related stuff that I didn't get, uh, but like the story works. Related stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The, the 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 story works without knowing what the the dragon represents or whatever. Like it's just like a. There's something yeah. really nice about those movies. Yeah. No. It, and you like can't just like what is so watchable about them but they are yeah and i, I don't well they're interesting they were they're interesting enough to look at and they're nice stories and i i don't remember exactly the ins and outs of them because we watched uh we watched that one we kiki, watched we no, i haven't seen spirited away we we've watched kiki's delivery service and my neighbor totoro okay but they're and it's it's like there's no bad guy there's no there's hardly conflict right it's just like nice story and cool imagery, yeah. but it's not like the animation is good the way we're used to animation being good. Right. Like it's very basic. It's just very interesting to me that they are as likable to American audiences, including myself, as they are. The one thing I was confused by, like, so the the characters are Japanese because they didn't, I don't know. Yeah. They didn't seem Japanese. I mean, I, I don't know what I'm saying here. Drill but like, down, let's drill. Th- let's drill down on that. Eh? <laughs> what? Like I was so the the version that I saw was dubbed in English, right? So there's nothing Japanese yes. about it other than just like you know, like the credits. Would you prefer it had been just in Japanese? No, I just initially just thought these are like who are these people? I didn't I didn't draw the connection that they were Japanese because the father didn't look Japanese. I don't know, I'm looking at. I just googled Spirited the Away and I'm looking Japanese, at some images. But the father and the mother of these characters. Yeah, like they all look pretty Japanese. Well, that's but that's the thing with like anime, yeah. right? The big eyes. Yeah. But like, I'm I, I will admit I'm not familiar with Japanese. anime in any sense. I just well, and also who are the voices in Spirited Away? Like in a lot of the movies that he directs, which I'm not going to pronounce the name because I won't do it right. Um, they get like relatively well known American actors. Oh, do they? Yeah. Well, anyway, the movie was uh, was entertaining. Well, good. It's one of those uh, most beloved movies ever made sort of situations, right? So I'm glad it gets your yeah. thumbs up. If you told me you went to go see a Japanese movie over the weekend, I would not have guessed Spirited right. Away. I would have guessed <laughs> Godzilla Minus One. John Ratzenberger was a voice in it. Is that the pig from yes. Toy Story? All right. Um, what did we watch? Was Lots of football. Just football? Oh, yeah. Is that all we did? Oregon, Washington, and then That's true. Saturday, Georgia. Because Friday night was the was the big Oregon, Washington we game, which is really good. We watched a movie good. with the kids. We watched A Christmas Story. That's true. We watched A Christmas Story on, uh, we have it on DVD. I'm sure it's available to stream somewhere out there. Isn't it uh, one of the... Na- TBS or somebody that runs it like on a loop. TBS yeah, but it plays it on a, on a loop yeah. uh, basically this whole now, month. And then also they play it on Christmas Eve for 24 hours, I think. 
Um, they used to. A Christmas story is an absolute joy, and I find myself laughing. The dad is just so wonderful. Like every single thing done by the the parents in that movie makes me laugh. It's, it's one of those that you have to watch it several times to like. Maybe that's why they yeah, play it so often to get the get plausible. Into it. Yeah. yeah, like it's like Big Lebowski and a bu- just a lot of movies that like on first watch you're like, okay. Ah, uh, no, Lebowski spoke to me immediately. Whatever, Lebowski. I was I was fully but do sold. Do you like ten it seconds more into the more you watch it? Yes, of okay. course I do. So there that are too. some movies that are best the first time, and right. then there are some that like every time you watch it, you like it a little bit more. And Christmas stories like that. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Did we? What did we do? We watch anything? No, that was it. I've been working. You watched on... college football playoff uh, announcement for like two hours. That's true. And I, you played Spider Man. I kept the show on for a couple of hours there, just mystified by the decision made by the college football playoff committee. Although Sunday was an all bad with football, and Colts are looking pretty good. They're gonna be in the playoffs. It's going to be a lot of fun. Speaking of the playoffs, I started that uh, piece of shit quarterback of yours, Gardner Minshew, <laughs> on my fantasy that's team. That's your fault. <laughs> and he got me into the playoffs. It worked out just fine. I had, because Lamar Jackson is my guy, but he was off this week, so I had to start somebody. And the best shot that Cody I could find. Schrader won the Bullsworth Trophy. On the, uh, on the waiver wire was Gardner Minshew, and he uh, he collected like 18 fantasy yeah, points you know, for me this weekend. He picked the right week for it because uh, he usually doesn't have that many yards and, and touchdowns in him. So, no, it worked out great, and now I'm in the playoffs in a in a money fantasy football mm-hmm. league. I could I could make money on fantasy football this, this year. This is shaping up to be like your most successful uh, football betting campaign. You had two yeah, parlays. You've had that. Two parlays might win fantasy football money on top of it? Absolutely. And what am I going to do with those winnings? Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Gamble them more. Give it to me. Give it to the New York Times. Abe, have you got got anything else for us tonight? Nope. Well, I guess that's all we've got for tonight, then. And we'll talk to you next time. Later. spy cam in my daughter's uh, teddy bear because she was lying to us about having a boyfriend in high school and she took the teddy bear to college and how do we tell her uh, that we did that with, without ruining all of the trust that she has in us uh, and we feel bad now all and right. it's like you are a fucking <laughs> psychopath uh, you should not have done that there are two uh, Ways to go about this. I'll feel this one. Uh, you know, you can either go with uh, telling the truth thing, which uh, you obviously don't believe in since you're uh, taking these approaches. The other one is to th- steal and then blame it on some uh, some college kid. Somebody stole her thing and just throw it away. Don't tell her ever about What if she finds the fucking creepy camera eye right. in her teddy bear? That's why it's important that it then needs to be stolen. tell her, but she's not going to. Right. No, then... Then what you do is you start a Title IX investigation at the college and find some find some hapless fucking horned up nineteen year old schmuck to blame it on, uh, yeah, pin it <laughs> and on get him kicked out of school and ruin his life. That it, that would be better. Ultimately, that would be better for your relationship with your daughter and also your daughter's psychological well being for the rest of her life. If she ever finds out about this, 
it's it's ruined. You've right. not only ruined your relationship with her, you've really fucked up her ability to trust anyone in her yes. life. We must find a sacrificial 19-year-old creep at the did college they, to take they, the fall. superpower watching the Eagles 49ers game. I turned it on and the Eagles are winning 6 nothing, and they held the ball for 13 minutes of the first quarter and uh, so the Niners only had it for two minutes and I said out loud and I don't think anybody is beating the Eagles this year. They're just too fucking good. They've only lost once. It's a weird thing for you to say. And Jalen Hurts because, and this offense because fucking Because I also rules. said they've lost once. I meant no one is beating them again this year is what I was getting at. Uh, and then they just get fucking curb stomped not for the rest close. of the game. It is remarkable right after that. what the 49ers did not only to the Eagles but also to the Cowboys, right? Didn't they also, like, just clobber the Cowboys? Right. It's like there are a bunch of— Well, they played the they played three games in two weeks or something, right? Right. But it's just like, it's like there's a lot of, like— clunky 500 level I'm teams tired. there's a few good teams and the 49ers are like better than everybody it's like just give them the title now just give it to them yeah but Shanahan will choke it away yes what he does he will. anyway alright All right. Good, night. good night the proceeding was created with 100% human content <laughs> <laughs>